Welcome to the Park Podcast, sharing tips, advice, and general guidance surrounding the working world. Good morning, and welcome to the Park Podcast. I'm Tony Bracken. I'm Gemma Marshall. And today we are producing another one in our series of podcasts where we're inviting a selection of experts in their field to discuss their careers. And so this week we'll be talking about a career in HR. And our guest speaker today is Kylie Henley-Thomas. Kylie is a HR consultant from HR Now. Um, Kylie obviously has a varied HR background. She started in the UK and since moving to Jersey in 2008, has worked with many multi-jurisdictional companies um, based throughout the Channel Islands, both in-house and most recently in a consultancy capacity. So we are welcome, Kylie. We are delighted that Kylie has joined us this morning. Um, we're keen to hear why you chose HR. Um, and yeah, welcome. Thank you very much. Hello. Thank you for inviting me. Hello. Good. So, yeah, I mean, if we want to start with why, you know, why HR? Absolutely. Um, so I started in a very similar role to what you ladies do. I started in recruitment um, and I just loved seeing different roles come in um, and, you know, working. I'm sure you get this where you have one client, you see different positions come in and you kind of start to get a picture of how that all sits together, how it works mm. and how it delivers for the company. Um, so at that point, I thought I want to I want to get further into this. Was really lucky to work for a, a recruitment agency that paid for me to do my CIPD studies. Great, and that was it. And the yeah. rest is history, I suppose. <laughs> and how were those studies? How did you find that? I loved it. So I had a bit of a non-traditional route. Um, I finished my A-levels to come and live in Jersey when I was younger. Mm. Went back to the UK because the work that I was doing just over here was not flexing the brain very much. Um, so I went back to the UK, did my CIPD certificate, which I think mm. was the level three. And then I was really fortunate to go from that straight to the postgraduate diploma without having to do a degree in between. Great. So... It was fun. It was really hard work. I was working um, five days a week full time and then getting a train from Nottingham to Leicester two nights a week to do a three hour lecture um, for two years um, and then doing all of the coursework in between as well. There's some commitment for you. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. absolute commitment. What what, what were the studies that you really enjoyed? Was there particular areas, you know, then and maybe that's changed? Yeah, I really enjoyed the learning and development side of things. And I think that's because I was in recruitment. So that was the bit that I didn't get to see as much. Mm. Um, And then I loved at the time um, the employment relations side. So all of the legal stuff. Yeah. And now... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> you love it all you absolutely um, love it all Kylie yeah I do love it all actually I'm a definite definite generalist I love being able to see all the different areas of mm. HR and how they all link in together so specializing um, when I first went into an HR role it was a learning and development position but since then I've come out of that and definitely um, HR generalist is my mm. my thing and so what keeps you in it um, I think the people that yeah. you help um, so I remember when I first did the um, the CIPD post-grad, um, the lecturer went around the room and said, why is everybody here? And somebody said, oh, I just like people. And she said, but do you like firing them? And we all, <laughs> <laughs> we all kind of gasped a little bit yeah. and went, no, 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 that's not, we want, not what we want to do. But actually, I think the thing about HR is sometimes you have to do some horrible things, but you can yeah. do them in a nice way. Yes. Um, and that's like my motto. That's how I try Mm. to do things so Mm. mostly HR is nice and it's supportive and even those bits that people think aren't nice they are supportive because they're helping an organization and Mm. a person out of a situation that isn't working for anybody 
And I guess it's that whole doing it fairly, doing yeah. it, you know, exactly. with respect for people, yeah. et cetera, et cetera, because um, I'm sure given the role that you do, you see it when it's gone wrong and, um, you know, or when people haven't handled it perhaps uh, well. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. We see um, working in HR consultancy, you see it from all different perspectives, which is great. Um, you know, some clients use us as a fully outsourced HR function. So yeah. I feel very much like a part time member of their team. Yeah. Other companies come to us when there's an issue. Um, mm. Other companies come to us when they've had a really bright idea and they need to know how to implement it. So, yeah, yeah, HR consultancy is really fun in that you get to dip in and out and help organizations and people when they really need it. Diverse. Yeah, yeah. it's interesting because I always, you know, we, we often have people people coming to us, you know, at, at that maybe trainee graduate level and saying they want to work into hate, in HR and it's like, well, why? And as you say, exactly the same as, as the person, you know, mm. I like people, you yeah, know. I want yeah. to help people. Uh, I want to help people. It's a common one, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. whilst, you know, you do help people, clearly, that, that you know, I think sometimes people don't understand fully, you know, what what the full HR role is all about. Exactly. I sometimes say it's a little bit like a tug of war and you're kind of that knot in the middle of the rope mm. where it's finding that balance between what what helps the employees, what's best for them and what's best for the organisation. Yeah. If you can't help the organisation, then there is no organisation to employ the people. So mm. it's a constant... Um, balancing act yeah definitely and I guess you know the variety of 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 what impact you can make within a HR role in different organizations is is clearly massive and I guess you know the change that you will have seen over even the last five ten years must be huge it is yeah um, and I think a big change as well is having worked in the UK and then come yeah. over to Jersey so yeah. when I came over to Jersey it was 2008 so in terms of the legislation that was here compared yeah. to the legislation in the UK, um, and in the UK, I worked for Boots, which has always been, you know, very forward thinking mm -hmm. and um, ahead of the game in terms of benefits. And um, like we all know the Boots history over here because of, um, you know, Jesse and everything. Yeah. Um, they were one of the first organisations in the UK that set up schooling for their employees. Nottingham University is actually set in Jesse Boots Garden in wow. Nottingham. Um, yeah. And then there's just one building that Boots still own in the middle. So those values were just mm. amazing. So to go from that to come over to Jersey, where at that point um, there was no maternity. Yeah. There was no discrimination. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was massive. It was yeah. a massive change. Yeah. Mm. Um, and now here we are, I think, with one of the best parental leave policies worldwide. Mm. Um, I know that it's tricky. Yeah. For small organisations. But I just think the impact that that's going to have giving yeah. parents equal leave yeah. in the future in terms of diversity and, you know, gender diversity, I think yeah. is, is amazing. So, yeah, yeah, I've seen lots of change. I think we've come a long way quickly. Massively. Yeah, massively. And I can just appreciate how difficult that must be mm. for small businesses over here. But um and what about the future? Do you think there's, you know, changes afoot? <laughs> you know, do you think, you know, there's any sort of trends or is there anything specific you're seeing at the moment? Yeah, I think um, just the whole agility of mm. agility of thought. Um, I think companies need to be more agile in terms of keeping hold of their employees. Sure. Um, obviously, everything that we've been through in the last couple of years has just shown that I think as an island specifically, we've done really, really well. And you mm. look at all of the innovative ideas that small businesses came up with. Yeah, yeah. If you'd sat people in a room and said, come up with an idea now, like none of that would have happened. No. So I think there's been some real um, positives to come out of the pandemic. Um, but yeah, I think employers need to be more agile. Employees yeah. need to be more agile. Um, 
but I think we're doing a really good job with that. Mm. I, I do think that there's a younger generation coming in now and they've some people have actually started work during these last two years like yeah. how crazy is that that this is your introduction yeah, to, to your career yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. yeah um and when you think about the impact that's going to have had on them i can't wait to see them in senior management management positions mm. i can't wait to see what their ideas are in 10 years and yeah. i also think that um that generation that is coming in now probably over the last 5 years they're just more vocal yeah. Um, yeah. They tell us what they want. Yeah. And yeah. that's great. Yeah. Um, but it's a strange position to be in as well, because I think in one company, you could have like four or five different generations working. And, you know, if you've got somebody who's nearer the end of their career and think about how it was when they started mm. and then somebody who started during a pandemic last year, balancing the yeah, needs that, of all those different people yeah, yeah. is um a challenge yeah, but yeah. it's really good fun yeah, yeah. interesting because because we obviously see it from a recruitment perspective and a job seeking perspective but I guess you know as a whole from a, a, a HR perspective yeah really interesting particularly surrounding the, the the different you know um the different ages of employees yeah. and, and their expectations you know certainly that that more vocal um know what you want is certainly what we see a lot yeah. more of, isn't oh, it? I was going to say, I definitely echo that. You know, even with, you know, junior job seekers, that mm. you know, they're they're quite determined and adamant in what they want. Yeah. Whereas, you know. Yeah, somebody in their later career yeah. sort of isn't. Yeah. yeah. And we did a, a strategy day just before um, I started at HR Now. Um, it was amazing because I was involved in it, even though I didn't start for a week or two. And we were looking at what the future of HR looked like. So we were saying, you know, how is it going to look in 2025? Um, wow. You know, yeah. 2020 to 20, sorry, 2025 to 2030. Um, and the research shows that rather than having careers, so rather than coming to work at Park Personnel and mm. staying with you for two years, um, it will be a bit more like an Uber driver. So. Mm you'll be doing, oh, actually, I want that piece of work. That piece work, yeah, this, yeah. yeah. This week, and actually next work, I want that, next week, I want that piece of work. Sure. Um, and that's where the, the trend is going. And actually, I do wonder if the pandemic has kind of pushed that on a little mm. bit. Um, I have a younger family member who already does something quite similar. Mm. So he's in a nice position where he works when he wants to work and he does things that take his fancy. Um, so it will be interesting to look Sounds forward. too good to be true. <laughs> Sign <know>. me up. <laughs> Give me his number. <laughs> and what about the, um, you know, unlimited salary on that? Or, yeah. <laughs> so um, in terms of what that means for HR, in terms of wow. yeah. how you put terms and conditions together yes. yeah. for that, um, yeah, I think there's a lot of change ahead for us as a profession. Mm. And, you know, talking, what, do, what are the key skills that you feel are in, essential to do a good job in human resources? Um, I think you have to be analytical, mm. you have to be a lateral thinker, and you need empathy. Yeah, I'd say those would be the top three things. Um, th there's no point going in and advising a senior management team if you don't understand what your business is doing. Yeah. Um, so I think one of the tips I'd give to somebody if they were working in HR as well is to always keep on top of your industry. Um, mm. So if you're working in retail HR, don't just go in and do your job and think, oh, I know about this mm. position. You need to be looking at what's happening in the UK. You sure. need to be looking at what's happening yeah, with your trends in retail yeah. in general. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> you yeah. need to understand the supply chain. Um, mm. You need to understand other um, industries where you'll be, you know, digging into the same resources mm. in terms of the people that work for you. You just need to have that. And the same with financial services. Um, I can't 
say that you know you can work in HR without having an understanding of the the key trends and what's happening so just keep on top of those key trends all the time and how do you keep on top you know from a consultancy perspective when your clients must be so varied yeah quite really varied yeah Yeah. um it's great there are nine of us in the office yeah um we don't split the clients by sector Mm. um So we all have an idea of everybody's clients. There are always two of us working on each client and we just share information Mm. and we share knowledge. Um, All of my clients, I will follow on things like LinkedIn. Um, So if they've got any big news, I'll see that. And then I can research into it a little bit further so that I can give them the best advice when I go in to see them about anything. Mm. But as you say, I've got... Excuse me. Okay. <coughs> Sorry. Must certainly keep you on your toes. <laughs> Keeps us on our toes. Yeah. Keep the knowledge yeah. up. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But, you know, the, the clients range from um, local charities mm. to hedge funds. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, everything, yeah. everything in between. Everything in between. Yeah. yeah which so is, is great, isn't it? Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. I love but I it. guess that's it. As you say, you, you do that, you follow, you, you, you look what's going on generally in the markets, but so do the rest yeah. of your team. So exactly. you can work together and share that knowledge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. We, we have a similar setup, don't we? We do. Yeah. 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 yeah it must yeah. Be and I think it yeah. makes your job more interesting yeah. when you're not just focusing in one area. You yeah, know? absolutely. It's, um, and to be honest, it's nice to share knowledge, isn't it? And yeah. to, uh, yeah. yeah. I, we have lots of articles that you know bounce around between all of us in the mm. office um so it's the same with things like keeping up with employment law tribunals yeah. and everything so we keep up to date with uk ones and also um obviously the the jersey ones um but one of my colleagues that is his absolute passion so if there's a tribunal update going around it's definitely yeah. come from him they're gonna know um, it yeah yeah absolutely um and then you know we each although we work in different sectors we probably have our Maybe our favourites. Mm. Um, I think everybody's got parts about their job mm. that just yeah, ignite they just them resonate. a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure. um, yeah. So if there's anything about retail, then that always comes from me. Yeah. It gets shared around sure. everybody, which is probably from that boots, yes. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. boots yeah. background. <laughs> do you have a career highlight? Um, a career... I do. Um, <clears throat> I think a career highlight would have been quite recently. Mm. Um, I worked as a non-exec director for the local co-op, so for the wow. Channel Islands Cooperative Society. Um, I'd worked there as an HR manager, um, and then I left for extended maternity leave, and again, grey matter wasn't being stretched, um, mm. but it was really important for me to have some time off with the children, yeah. and I was fortunate enough to be able to do that. Um but I still wanted to do something else. So the NED role was amazing because it gave me an insight into this organisation that I loved because of the values. Mm. I thought I knew a lot about the organisation already. I learned so much. Really? And whilst I was doing it, um, I also studied to do my IOD certificate in Brilliant. company direction. Yeah. So that was amazing. Yeah. Um, but the, the best part of that for me was I hate public speaking. Mm. And to get that position, you had to stand up on a stage... And you had to talk about yourself and why you would be good for this role. So I literally wow. didn't sleep for about two weeks. Yeah. Um, it was so anxious the fear about is real, it. Isn't it, it was really, yeah. really yeah. real. Yeah. Stood there and then I was elected. So for me, it was just like, oh my goodness, I've just faced my biggest, biggest fear, fear, which mm. is talking in front of like nearly 200 people, mm. but also saying, pick me, pick me. Yeah. Um, which is never nice. And um, it worked and I got it. And it Amazing. led to one of the most um, rewarding things I've done career-wise. Wow. Yeah. And what really about the, the, the certificate? You know, did that, what you learned, were you able to, was that a massive impact or was it more the actual hands-on experience? 
Um, they were both really good, to be mm. honest with you. So the best thing about the certificate was I went over to IOD London to do it. So there were four modules. Um, so I went over for three days each time. Um, and I think it's the same. And there's no disrespect about lecturers or anything. But I always find this when I do a course that you learn so much from the cohort that's there. Yes, And the people that were on my courses, it was different people each time. They were just phenomenal. Yeah. I just learned so much from them. Um, yeah. So the the academic side was there and that was amazing. Mm. And then these people were talking about how they'd done things in real life. But it's, just, yeah, the sharing, the application. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Some of those light bulb moments. Yeah. I was yeah. like, oh my goodness. It's the real life stories, isn't it? This yeah. is it. That's, yeah. what, you know, that's what I think about in any learning yeah, that I've ever done. Those, you know, the options recently to do things online have not been... And not my bag. It's just not no. something I'd go for because it's the whole classroom environment, being with others, that yeah. is what I enjoy about any sort of learning, really. Yeah, me too. But no, that, that was amazing. Um, and then, as you say, sometimes, um, I think especially as a female, um, mm. I was the youngest person on the board. Yeah. Um, there were a lot of females on the board, which was great and quite unusual as mm. well. Um, but just to be in that environment... It was amazing. There was yeah. just so much learning, so much to Fantastic. learn from. So there were some non-execs and also some executives. I'd already worked with them previously in my mm. HR manager role there. Um, but just working with them on a different level. Mm. Um, yeah, I learned so much from people around the table as well. Um, but yeah, I'm really, really pleased that I did it. Yeah, sounds amazing. And has there ever been a, a time in your career where you've thought, uh, yeah, I, I'm out, I'm done? Um... Covid wasn't great. No, yeah. Um, so, and I had a, a strange, not strange situation. It was quite unfortunate. I started HR now on the tenth of February. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Um, and so then a matter of weeks. I was in the office for three weeks, and then I got a really bad sore throat, conjunctivitis, and it was yeah. before testing. Um, so I had to isolate for two weeks, and then as I came out of that, mm. we went into lockdown. So that was um, an unusual time. And I didn't think I'm out, but I thought no, but this is a challenge. This is a, challenge. Yeah. This yeah. Is this a is real yeah. challenge. So um, I was still learning my role, learning my clients. And then all of a sudden I was locked in a room on my own, mm. um, trying to work from home, um, but in a very, very new position. And trying yeah. to navigate this world that everybody exactly. is. Uh, yeah, everybody yeah. was. Yeah, I was bet the phone was ringing off the hook. The yeah. phone was then ringing yeah, off the imagine. hook. Like, what's the furlough? What's this? How yeah. do we do this? How do yeah. we do that? Where do we stand legally? Yeah. What's the... Um, what's the co-funding all about? And, mm. you know, we were learning as... As, as, as you um, went, yeah. Yeah. So it was a really... It was a challenging time, but you know what? What an amazing team that I work with okay. um, that we all came through it and yeah. we did lots of stuff to make sure that we were still working collaboratively. Um, and although I'd only been with them for three weeks, I came out of lockdown not feeling as though I'd only been with them for three weeks. Yeah. So it, it was amazing. Like we yeah. did our daily More intense learning. Yeah, It yeah. was. It was just a case of like roll your sleeves up, yeah. learn yeah. and talk to your colleagues about what's going on because this is new for, you know, the world. Mm. Yeah. Great. And so what what do you feel keeps you motivated now? Is there something that keeps you motivated, you know, as a person as well as, as work-wise? Yeah. What do you um, do to maintain that motivation? So I think the cheesy answer is obviously my children. Yeah. I think it's really important to um, show the children um, what hard work is. Yeah. That's important to me. Um, and... As, as well as the HR Now bit, I do um, a vice chair role for the IOD, for a subcommittee for diversity mm. and inclusion. Mm. Um, 
and I always thought that I was very fair-minded and quite vocal about fairness. Yeah. However, since having children, I have a girl and a boy, mm. and actually having a boy has made me more of a feminist. Um, <laughs> <laughs> In a non-activist kind of way, (laughs) but it's just made me very, very aware. Um, So I try to make sure that everything I do is kind of paving a way for an easier time for them Mm. as a boy and as a girl. Um, So, yeah, it it is different being a woman in the workplace. It definitely is. Um, And if I can do as much as I can to show the children that it doesn't matter what sex you are um, and to show the children that actually... So every day when I drop them off, I tell them to be kind, to be mm. brave and to do their best. And that's kind yeah. of our family motto. And I think that's maybe what motivates nice. me at work as yeah. well. So those things are always in my mind, not right. just for them, but for me as well. And do you think that comes from your childhood? Is that, is that you know, oh, is that is something? I know, <laughs> I just thought, but, you know. This where, is without um, a wine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where, does that, where does that come from? Is that something that's naturally instilled in you, do you think? Yeah, I think that's quite just... a strong three to have that family motto. That's quite. Yeah, I I just think that um, I just think being kind is the most important thing you can yeah. do yeah. for me. Like yeah. just be yeah. kind. You can do anything, but you can do it in a kind way. Yeah, be brave. It's a bit like that story I was just saying. Mm. Um, yeah. Push yourself out. Stand of your up. Yeah. Do yeah. it. Stand and up. Who yeah. knows what will happen? And just do your best. And I say that to the children. Like I don't care if they sell deck chairs on the beach or if they're mm. brain surgeons. Yeah. If they're doing the best they can do. And if they're being kind about it and they're pushing themselves each day, then that's amazing, mm. you know? So I think that's where it comes from, just a, what matters yeah, to, to me. You. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're now instilling in your children. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, just finally, obviously we briefly touched upon it earlier, but, you know, for somebody who is looking to begin a career in HR, mm-hmm. what tips would you give? What could you advise them? Um... I think a really good thing to do would be to um, maybe start doing something like joining webinars so that you get an understanding of what HR is actually about. So there are Jack's webinars, um, HR Now do webinars, there are other organisations that do that. Um, And maybe do that, maybe just look at some free resources or some really cost-effective resources before you decide... um, to you know do a CIPD level seven or yeah, even yeah, a level yeah. three you know yeah. it's, <laughs> it's it's an expensive route to of see course. if it's something that you actually want to do mm. um contact organizations sure. see if you can do any shadowing mm-hmm. um and something I'd say to anybody really um at the beginning of their career is use your summer holidays like I know it's amazing to have a summer holiday mm. and it's great to go surfing and it's great to do all these things but in not too distant a future you're going to be in an employment market mm. with a lot of other people. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. if you've and got a competitive one, a really, mm. really competitive mm. one, if you can show <clears> on your CV that you've, you know, done a couple of weeks work experience or you've applied for an internship or something, it, it can set you ahead of other people. So Great. if HR is something that you'd like to do, see if you can go and do an admin role mm-hmm. in an HR department. Yeah. Um, and also set your expectations. So if you do go and do an internship or something, you're not going to be interviewing the next CEO. Um, <laughs> so don't be disappointed when you don't. But you can at least go in and just have a look yeah, at what exposed, the different exactly. elements are. Yeah, yeah sure. absolutely. I um, think that's, you know, we, we've said for, for a long time that particularly at that entry level stage, it's 
those that have actually had work experience and exposure, yes. you know, you can tell, you know, yeah. it, it, it's massive just with the communication skills, just everything. And Absolutely. I think just to, yeah, but, but, but if you want to get into something, you have to sort of evidence that you want to don't you you yeah, have to absolutely you have to demonstrate that that's what you want to do and this is what you've done to show that yeah absolutely and then I suppose the other thing is that you know people's careers are spiraling now so somebody might be 40 and have had a career in trust and now they're looking at going into HR mm. I think my advice would still be the same just mm. use those free resources use what's to hand like everything's at the end everything's at your fingertips now yeah and um, just really really look into it write your CV in a way that shows that you know your skills are transferable sure. so there are lots of skills um that we use in HR um, as I was saying earlier like if you're analytical yeah um, if you have empathy um, and if you can think laterally then you're pretty much halfway there and the rest mm. of it's technical knowledge that you can learn um, mm. and then your experience builds up. So, you know, just explore it, have a look and don't be afraid to make contact with other people. Again, LinkedIn is amazing. You yeah. can start mm. following industry exactly. leaders who are local. Yeah. You'll start seeing what they're dealing with, what they're, you know, what the, the news is, um, what the key trends are. And actually maybe just by looking at things like that for three months, it will either really, really ignite some passion in yes, you or yeah. you'll think, actually, it's not quite what I thought it mm. was. Um, and either of those realities is fine. Yeah. But yeah. like you've not lost anything. Yes, <laughs> is it. I mean, it, you know, it, it's there's so many fast, you know, there's there's some HR departments now that are huge and, and you yeah. know, people are focusing on recruitment, mm. L&D, you know. Yeah. Um, law side, the analytical yeah. side, you know, particularly, I guess, we've seen the increase mm. in roles which are more about, you know, data analysts focusing yeah. on HR. You know, it's... it's um, so there is lots of different areas that Absolutely. you can specialise in. Yeah, um, definitely. And yeah. I think it's only going to grow and develop. It is, yeah. I think Absolutely. people are realising, um, organisations are realising that people build a business. Mm. And that's what I love about HR as well. Um, it used to be very much... Um, not in all organisations, but in some organisations, it was a tick box, tick, tick box exercise, put yeah. my teeth in, um, where it was very much a senior management team saying, can you make it, you know, make it obvious that we're looking after people? Yeah. It's not about being obvious about looking after people anymore. It's very much about these people are our business. How mm. do we grow these people to grow our business? And that's been a massive change, I think, as well in the last 15 years yeah yeah which is good we move forward yeah we do exactly. good well what can i say we'll end it there thank you very much kylie thank you for having me great thank you thank you for listening to the park podcast sharing tips advice and general guidance surrounding the working world 